Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is trust. These adult children rarely stop to think that self-sufficiency is covering up a fear of rejection, which they think could come if they ask for help. Big Red Book, page 102. Most of us had no one we could consistently rely on as children. Everyone seemed to be caught up in the dysfunction, and we were left to manage things ourselves. We became very self-sufficient, and were sometimes even praised for that ability. Yeah, I, you know, I think I just thought at a certain point that I had no choice. You know, everybody's needs were subservient to, you know, to, to the da- to dad in, in 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 our family, and then um, it just kind of felt like chaos. And then to ask for help might risk bringing up some other stuff that wouldn't have used. And it's very, uh, you know, I think it's very illuminating that that behavior is what might not preclude from asking for help in a day-to-day environment. And I'm just reading, just, you know, kind of going through this process of the podcast is you, you have to give people the opportunity to trust, you know, you can't be too trusting, but you can't be not trusting at all. Um, But again, uh, we recreate certain things in a relationships as we get older, I guess. Back to the reading. As adults, our self-sufficiency became a way of controlling things around us. If we did it ourselves, then we didn't have to rely on anyone else, especially because experience told us that most people weren't trustworthy anyway. Even in recovery, some of us clung to our self-sufficiency, not asking for help because we found it hard to believe that we'd get it, and we would simply not allow ourselves to feel rejected yet again. But as we continued to go to meetings, we gradually heard the truths we needed and became stronger. We learned to allow ourselves to feel vulnerable and trust that there was help available if only we would ask for it. Help in our recovery, help in our work life, and help in our personal life. On this day, I will give myself the gift of asking for help, whether it's in my recovery or anywhere in life. And, you know, I'm really starting to get into, um, you know, more of the step work that I've done, really getting in the heart of the dysfunction, you know, like and it, in in my family and realizing that all systems are not necessarily dysfunctional. It's like saying every country is the exact same as every other country. I would think every workplace is the exact same as, as the, as the one workplace I knew. I just know that one that's familiar, but you know, truly collaborative environments and, and, and things like that. And I think that's why it's very important uh, to risk coming out of isolation and finding things that you like and don't like um, rather than, you know, quote unquote, trying to do it for yourself. And I also think, there's plenty of people in the world that will help you. And it's just up to you to help, to find those people and to not let, you know, childhood uh, being let down, um, almost betrayed, you know, or at least that could be the story that one's telling yourself um, affect you. So the next reading also is from Strengthening My recovery, it's called apologies. When I first came into the program, I would apologize to everyone and everything at the drop of a hat. Everything was always our fault. In our family, our very food and shelter were earned by our being the doormat. By taking the abuse year after year, month after month, day after day, and hour after hour, we learned to be invisible. We were containers that those around us filled with their poison words and actions. But we mistakenly believed that there were some benefits also, a sense of belonging, except that we didn't even know who we were outside of this role. As we grow and begin setting boundaries where there were none, we find our true selves. We learn to connect more fully to our higher power by going on this journey. We accept that when we don't please people, they are not pleased. So be it. 
we allow those angry stares to live with the person who gives them. You know, I think that's a great place to get, you know, rather than being affected by that angry stare or being the person who's angry stare, staring angrily rather than saying that, hey, this situation gave me feedback. We slowly learn not to internalize the fear we grew up with. We cultivate new loving relationships as we work the steps. We remember our past and move through it to a new freedom, a freedom we never knew existed. On this day, I will respond when I know what I want to say and not because I feel like I need to make someone else happy. I'm gonna repeat that one, I like that. On this day, I will respond when I know what I want to say and not because I feel like I need to make someone else happy. The next reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. Topic is releasing. Let fear slip away. Release any negative, limiting, or self-defeating beliefs buried in your subconscious too. These beliefs may be about life, love, or yourself. Beliefs create reality. That's so true. Um, you know, you could see the best in someone, or you could see the worst. I mean, again, one of the I think. Tony Robbins was like, your, your life philosophy, if you think life is a test versus someone who thinks life is an adventure, who is more likely going to be more serious? Who is going to be more likely to be more playful? And, uh, you know, so the beliefs really create this reality. Let go from as deep within as your fears, resentments, and negative beliefs are stored. Let them all go. Let the belief or feeling surface. Accept it. Surrender to it. Feel the discomfort or unrest. Then let it go. Let new beliefs replace the old. Let peace and joy and love replace fear. Give yourself and your body permission to let go of fears, resentments, and negative beliefs. Release that which is no longer useful. Trust what you are being healed and prepared for receiving what is good. Today, God, help me become willing to let go of old beliefs and feelings that may be hurting me. Gently, take them from me and replace them with new beliefs and feelings. I do deserve the best life and love have to offer. Help me believe that. I think releasing the old way of living is just something um, that prayer will be vital, at least for my recovery for. Staying out of the middle. Also from the language of letting go. I don't want to get in the middle, but is a sign that we may have just stepped into the middle. We do not have to get caught in the middle of other people's issues, problems, or communication. I wish this was the case sometimes. And I think, again, in families where boundaries are not honored, this can really happen a lot. Uh, we can let others take responsibility for themselves and their relationships. We can let them work out their issues with each other. Being a peacemaker does not mean we get in the middle. We are bearers of peace by staying peaceful ourselves and not harboring turmoil. We are peacemakers by not causing the extra chaos created when we get in the middle of other people's affairs and relationships. Don't get in the middle unless you want to be there. Today, I will refuse to accept any invitations to jump in the middle of others' affairs, issues, and relationships. I will trust others to work out their own affairs, including the ideas and feelings they want to communicate to each other. And the final reading is also from Melody Beatty's Language of Letting Go. The topic is safety. One of the long-term effects of living in a dysfunctional family as children or adults is that we don't feel safe. Much of what we call codependency happens because we don't feel safe in relationships. This can cause us to control, obsess, or focus on the other person while neglecting ourselves or shutting down our feelings. We can learn to make ourselves feel safe and comfortable as part of a nurturing, 
loving attitude toward ourselves. Often, we get a feeling of safety and comfort when we attend 12-step meetings or support groups. Being with a friend or doing something nice for ourselves helps us feel protected and loved. Sometimes, reaching out to another person helps us feel safe. Prayer and meditation help us affirm that our higher power cares for us. We are safe now. We can relax. Perhaps others haven't been there for us in a consistent, trustworthy way, but we are learning to be there for ourselves. Today, I will concentrate on making myself feel safe and comfortable. And that concludes the readings for today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself to feel my feelings, to love myself, and to pause because that is where God is.